Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Crowd Out Chaos with Brittany and today is a super exciting episode. It's my first recording with a special guest and that is Asti from Asti Marie and it's a super fun chit chat about self-pleasure, boundaries and loving yourself and yeah. And I will link all of Asti's stuff below if you want to check her out, which I highly suggest that you do because she's incredible. But let's get into the episode. So welcome, Asti, to Crowd Out Chaos with Brittany. Um, Yay. Would you like to (laughs) tell a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so my name's Asti. I'm a female sexual empowerment coach. And really what I do is I empower women to reconnect with their sexuality. So overall, they can find a true sense of wholeness from within and so they can feel enough within themselves, so they can feel perfect, whole, complete within themselves and find a true lasting sense of fulfillment and contentment. So I believe that everything that we desire, whether it's around business or money or relationships, it really has to stem from us first and foremost I believe that by healing the relationship you have with yourself you can heal your life on all levels yes I love that and that's what lately I've been thinking a lot about is like how anything like it just starts with you like Mm -hmm. you need to want to be better for your life to be better and to change in all those areas exactly and I find I find it really hard like trying to share this with a lot of women and I notice like when I'm promoting content that's all around like how to be chosen by your man like how to make him fall more in love with Mm. you we like so many women are like oh my gosh yes teach me how but then really all it is about is it's about you choosing yourself and you falling more in love with yourself yeah doing that first and then the rest comes along yeah put yourself first everything else will fall into place yes I love that so What does crowd out chaos mean to you? So when I first think of this, like what this means to me is to cut yourself off and to disconnect from all of society's shoulds in terms of like how you believe you should be showing up, how you should be living your life, what you should be doing, like well, even what it means to be a woman, right? Like cutting all of that off and reconnecting to yourself and your heart and your intuition and your soul's desires. And asking yourself, what is it that I want? What is it that I truly desire? And living in alignment with that. That's what, and for me, it means like, some people will probably read that and be like, take the outside stuff. Like, what can I do outside myself to push it away? But it's more like Mm -hmm. just bringing it into you. Like, what can I control so that the um, chaos doesn't overwhelm me? So what, like, bring it, instead of pushing it out, like, bring it back to that stuff out. (laughs) Yeah, coming back into yourself. And I think that's such a superpower to be able to find inner peace within yourself, regardless of how chaotic the world is around you. Yeah, I love it. What drives you? So I think with this question, there's probably two answers. So the first thing, like, in my business, obviously a big part of it and what really drives me is seeing other women's transformations so going through my own journey of like sexual reclamation and healing and knowing what's on the other side of that 
that really drives me because I want every woman to have a taste of what it feels like to really know who you are and love who you are and feel comfortable in your body and be able to free yourself to express yourself freely so it's really like the transformation for other women but then also my own pleasure so I'm really driven by like my own desires and my own goals and my own vision for what I have for my life yeah yeah I love that the driving like for me is wanting other people to feel how I have felt like to know that you don't just have to stay in spot a or like part one like you get to evolve and change and grow and like just feel better like it doesn't have to be as like status quo for your whole life you get to change you don't have to be stagnant yeah Yeah. and that's a huge value for me in my own life and in relationships too if I'm not growing if I'm not evolving if I'm not changing and I feel stuck and stagnant that's where I get bored yeah yeah Yeah. and then you're like what next like where to go (laughs) and the last of my three questions is what is a message you think everyone needs to hear right now I think right now, well, I know this from speaking to a lot of my friends and clients and even like a poll that I did on my Instagram story yesterday. So many people are feeling just really like overwhelmed and anxious. And I think a lot of this comes from like this need to continuously like prove ourselves, right? Whether it's like with all of our dreams and desires, it's like once I make this much money or once I have this job, once I'm in this relationship, then I'll be happy, right? We're placing all of our external Um, happiness on things outside of ourselves Mm. and in our mind we almost like create this destination of like oh once I get here then I'll be happy so I just want to remind everyone that like you've already arrived like this is the destination you've already landed like life is happening right now (laughs) and also you're perfect right now in this moment you're absolutely perfect exactly how you are there's nothing that you need to prove right And I feel like just this knowing is like, it's such a beautiful, just like exhale, like, okay. Yeah. Letting go and being present in this moment. Yeah. The being present and just taking, and even like looking back of how far you have come, because some people just are like forward, 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 but just like take a minute and be like, oh, how much have I achieved in one year, two year, or just even like the little things of changing one habit or one little thing in your mind is yeah. huge yeah um, you've got to stop and be grateful and just notice the little shifts and the little wins along the way yeah. this is something I get my clients to do too because I think what you said is right we get so focused on the future and like what's next and chasing the next big thing and if things don't work out our way then we're automatically like oh well I'm a failure like things mm-hmm. never work out for me but if you look back in time and you actually write a list of all the things that you've achieved you realize that where you are right now is once upon a time where you dreamt of being. Yeah. And that is like with um, this, like I've moved out. So when I did the pleasure portal with you and we did the visualization, what I visualized was, and it sounded so lame at the time. Like I felt it sounded so lame. It was like a kitchen with like super natural light and fresh air and being able to choose what I put in my home and how I clean it and what I eat and stuff and two years later that is what I have like my (laughs) windows are huge like I have huge open sliding doors that air just flows through I obviously buy all my stuff that I put in here so I get to choose what I'm surrounded by which was like a huge thing for what I wanted 
so and that's when I booked to do the podcast with you that's I was like holy shit it has like two years later that's what I visualized and I was like oh how lame but I'm here I love that so much yeah yeah intention it's so crazy I was talking to someone about this this morning like when you when you're manifesting something I feel like for me, it always happens when I've almost forgotten. Like I always find old vision boards and pull them out. I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Because <laughs> you let go of the attachment, but it's so yeah. wild to see what you can call in a manifest. Yeah, it's crazy. It's beautiful. Yeah. Celebrating yeah. you. Thank you. You're living your dream right now. <laughs> yeah, making it happen. <laughs> and another thing in the pleasure portal that, um, that I shared was that it was like my first time self-pleasuring so that even like that was a huge thing for me and all my friends know now like it's my favorite thing ever (laughs) 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 they listen to us and laugh so how did like that start with you like how did you get to bringing self-pleasure is for you and not for well, like pleasure in general? Where did that start? I think a big part of it is, well, in my own journey, I, when I, in my first few relationships, I used tool as, I use sex as a tool to keep my partners happy, believing that if I didn't have sex with them, that they'd no longer love me. So I was using my sexuality to allow them to determine my worth. Mm -hmm. Um, And my first relationship I was in for two years, never experienced an orgasm and didn't even think to like question it or bring it up in conversation. Like didn't even see it as an issue. It was just like, okay, he's happy. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And even in my second relationship, I still found it quite hard to like set boundaries and really express my needs. So it's been like a really long journey for me. And it's been something I've really, really had to work on. Um, and a lot of that came through me self-pleasuring, right? And it's starting as a solo practice because you can't share with your partner what your needs and your boundaries are if you don't know what they are. And you're going to discover that through self-pleasure. Yeah. You also can't expect your partner to fully take his time with you and, I mean, bring you to these high peaks of pleasure and orgasm if you aren't willing to do that yourself, right? Yeah. So what I've learned in my own journey is the way that you treat yourself in general, the way that you love yourself day by day, but especially at the way that you make love to yourself and self-pleasure, that sets the bar for what you're going to attract in a partner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you're like making love to yourself in the most like amazing, beautiful ways, why are you going to settle for anything less? Yeah. And when you get into that deep sense of pleasure and like even like orgasmic bliss, this is like coming back into like reclaiming your sexuality, reclaiming that sense of wholeness. You reclaim a part of yourself that might've been forgotten or you've disconnected from. Mm -hmm. And when you reclaim that part of yourself, you feel whole again and you feel more worthy. There's no way that you can be feeling fully embodied in pleasure or these high peaks of orgasm and not feel worthy. Mm -hmm. Like you don't question yourself when you're in a state of orgasm. Like it just is. You feel on top of the world. You feel your most powerful self. And so reclaiming all of that and reclaiming a sense of worth, it's like, I deserve to have amazing yeah. orgasms. Or like, even I just like, I deserve to have like my pleasure a priority. Like my pleasure matters. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. It's just like a matter of fact, and you bring that energy into your relationships. I think mm-hmm. that the how you said at the beginning of that, like you didn't even know that like orgasm was a thing or that it should be a priority. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of women don't either know or like want to know even because they're just yeah happy doing the usual so a yes. lot of women are like okay my man's happy I'm happy it's like reclaiming doing this work is scary because our whole lives we get taught sexuality is dirty it's shameful it's disgusting all of the things mm-hmm. so yeah there's some shadows that come up when you're doing this work because yeah. in reclaiming that part of yourself you also have to dig through all the heaviness and the ickiness yeah so yeah there's a lot of resistance around it yeah. And a lot of women don't even want to admit that they've disconnected, right? We don't want to admit that we have issues in the bedroom or we're not satisfied. Mm, that makes me so scared. <laughs> like, I'm glad <laughs> I know it now. Like, I'm glad I've I know put it. myself in this. And I, can, I can say, like, since, I mean, those are my first two relationships. Since then, it's completely changed. Like, now, like, men worship me. And, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't settle for anything less. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I have a few maybe staying on that self-pleasure path how has like your perspective of self-pleasuring changed over time so I know like some of your stuff is about it's not about the orgasm it's about the pleasure that you feel during the whole experience mm-hmm. so how, like how has it changed mm-hmm. Um, I think when I was younger, like I, I was quite curious with my sexuality as a child. So I feel like that's the way that I would explore my body and my sexuality and my pleasure when I was really young. It's just like, just, yeah, like being curious and like this really be- beautiful, sweet, um, innocent energy where it's not about orgasm. It is just about play and pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I lost that more so growing up and like through my teenage years where I took on a lot of shame and conditioning from society also after my first sexual experience I think that's when I took on that narrative as well that my sexuality my pleasure is not for me it's for men so I did come really disconnected from my own pleasure um, and wasn't self-pleasuring as much either Mm. and then when I did begin to self-pleasure again I feel like the main focus was orgasm so it would just be like, and I say this to women all the time, like often women come to me and they're like, it's so frustrating. Like, and I feel like so many people can resonate with this. Like, it's so frustrating. He just goes straight for the clit. And then he's it's like, he's like trying to rub a stain out of my clit. Or like they're DJing, like all these funny jokes. And then it's like all like penetrations way too fast. Or like, I'm not even turned on. And he's like done. Right. Mm. And then I'm like, well, how do you make love to yourself? And the truth is, this is how most women are making love to, them, love to themselves. There's yeah. no tease, there's no seduction, there's no foreplay. It's like straight to the clit or straight for penetration and focusing purely on orgasm. Yeah, and that's what right. I did for a long time. Yeah. And so that's the type of sex that I attracted for a long time. And now self-pleasure to me, don't get me wrong, it's all well and good to have a cookie every so often. So there's no mm-hmm. judgment there. But a lot of the time, self-pleasure isn't about orgasm at all. It's literally just about coming to a place where I'm deeply connected to my body and I'm feeling good in my body because really that's all pleasure is, right? It doesn't always have to be highly erotic or orgasmic, but sometimes it can be 
a little bit more surrendered or sensual or playful or innocent. Mm-hmm. Like you can bring any energy that you like to it. So yeah. overall, it's just about feeling good. Yeah, that's what a big thing that I took away from doing the pleasure portal was like not to like rush. Like sometimes even I need to like remind myself like hold on like what are you trying to do like mm-hmm. be like don't just push to get to the end just like enjoy it and yeah. then that's when they're even better <laughs> yeah. and then it's like when we, we talk about this stuff it's like why why do we want to like push through and hurry through and get it over and done with when it's something that we love and it's mm-hmm. like so much fun and it's so enjoyable like why do we want it why wouldn't we want it to last longer (laughs) yeah 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 then it's like the shame and conditioning again it's like there's that part of us that's like oh I shouldn't be doing this am I going to get caught like all of those limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs come up and also a lot of us when we live with friends or when we're like um flirting with other people or even if we're living with our parents and we're younger we tend to rush the process because we don't want to get caught. Yeah. So I think a lot of the rushing is also habitual as well. Yeah. And it's an old survival strategy trying to keep us safe, but it's very much outdated. Yeah. Yeah. I can, like, I know some of my friends that still live with their family, they have to, like, watch when they do it and, like, are just cautious around that. I know. Just get a lock on your door. <laughs> But it really changes everything because when you go and I like to compare this like all the work that I do what you learn from your sex life you can really take into everyday life so when you're going into sex and you're just focusing on orgasm you're just focusing on that end goal so what it does is it makes your vision become very Mm narrow-minded and so from that what can happen is you can actually cut yourself off from all these other possibilities of how orgasm might show up you might be able to orgasm in another way but you're so focused on like I want to have an orgasm that's how I know how to have an orgasm and that's what I'm going to do right Mm -hmm. you let go of the goal of orgasm you open yourself up you might experience orgasm in a new way the other thing that happens is if you're really focused on orgasm as the end goal you can put your body under a lot of stress and pressure like like trying to perform or trying to reach this particular goal and what happens is your body feels so stressed that it actually shuts down and pulls you further away from orgasm whereas if you just focus instead on pleasure focusing on the pleasure that's there in that moment Mm. you'll fold into that pleasure and that will eventually fold into orgasm and you can look at this in everyday life as well like we were talking about the law of attraction and manifestations Mm. if you're focusing on that one goal again, you become really narrow-minded. You cut off all the other possibilities of like how, let's just say trying to manifest money. And you're like, my example is always like when I started my business, I'm like, I'm going to have 10 one-on-one clients. Like that's the only way it's going to be. Like this is how I'm going to make money. This is how I'm going to be successful. Became so focused on that, that I was cutting out so many other possibilities. Mm -hmm. And when I let go of that particular goal, opened up my vision I was invited to like co-host retreats and I was flown overseas to teach at workshops. I started a group coaching program. I think after that, I launched the pleasure treasures. It was like Mm. all these other things started coming up and it was so much easier because I was more relaxed. I wasn't so focused on the how, not putting pressure on it. Yeah. I love that. And like the, I've been listening to like a book about, um, goals and it's more about the journey of how you get to 
wherever like if you focus so much on the goal you don't realize like you said all the things that you're missing like it's more you need to focus on like the journey part which is like every day rather than just waiting for that end goal yeah because we're always on the journey our whole Mm -hmm. life is a journey and often we like reach the goal and it's like yeah you feel really excited for like a day and then you're like okay what's next yeah (laughs) back on the journey yeah. yeah, and then even you can feel like disappointed if you don't feel as happy as you thought you were going to feel when you reach that goal, and then you're like, oh, then what now? <laughs> yeah, and if you're not happy in the present moment, you're not going to be happy with that goal either, because you'll reach that point, like, like a lot of people's goals, like to hit six figures in your business. If you're not happy where you're at now, the money that you're making, you'll reach six figures. You still won't be happy, and then you'll be like, I'll be happy when I make. 200k in a year like the goal just keeps moving further and further away it's like unattainable and then like you're like less and less happy because you keep pushing it out and out rather than Mm -hmm. just be happy now yeah yeah um one another question is what's a common like aha moment you have with clients Oh, common aha moment. I feel like the biggest one for a lot of my clients and what really like helps them transform is realizing that a lot of the blocks that you might overcome, so like sticking with maybe like sexuality and self-pleasure, if you have a block around um, like not being able to fully like express yourself sexually, that it always feels really frustrating and it feels like it's trying to drag you down. Like the blocks just like, it feels like it's not on your team. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel feel like so many of my clients have huge breakthroughs when they realize that all of these blocks are actually on their side and really all they're trying to do is keep them safe. So all of your blocks, essentially when it comes down to it, are just outdated survival strategies. So that part of you, if it's, if you feel blocked around your sexuality and you can't show up fully sexually expressed, it just means that a part of you believes that if you do so, you might not be safe or you might be judged for it. So that part of yourself is just trying to keep you safe. It's just trying to make sure that you're always going to be accepted. And when you realize that, it's like, oh, okay, that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And then you can tell this piece of yourself a new narrative, which allows you to move further into alignment, making that desire of yours easy. But I think just recognizing that all of the blocks that are coming up inside of yourself or any resistance that you might feel around anything in life, it's always trying to support you. It's on your side. Mm. And um, like a challenge can be, some people will look at like the blocks and the challenges like negatively, but it's an Mm. opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to pass it and like feel good, even like just good about yourself. You're like, yes, I did that. Or conquered that or like yeah and just bringing awareness to it as well mm. as soon as you're just aware of where you might be holding on to resistance or any blocks that's the first step yeah I love awareness that's like a word that goes through my head all the time awareness <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm aware of that oh I can see that and now I'm like yes I get to work on something yeah yeah amazing yeah and it gets easier and easier and easier I think it's also important to realize that any of the resistance or the blocks, some of them you might work through and they might totally disappear. 
but most of the time they're probably going to be there forever mm. but they just get easier and easier to overcome so you like would be aware I think one thing for me was like jealousy like feeling jealous in my relationships like before it would like overtake me and I'd just end up like being really stupid and like saying ridiculous things that I'd like later regret but now if I felt like if I felt jealousy come over me, I would like catch it and go, oh, it's that feeling. Okay. Why is this coming up? Like, mm-hmm. that's not my truth. Have that little inner dialect and conversation and you can just choose to let it go. So yeah. it's when you have control over your emotions instead of your emotions having control over you. Yeah. And that's like, uh, like a powerful place to be when you can catch yourself and be like, oh, like being able to have that conversation and be like, why? Like just ask yourself like the why is this coming up or why does it keep coming up or what is it asking me for? Yeah, what is it asking you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get control of it before you're just like blurting random stuff out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even like with your relationships with people, when they say something and then you get like triggered by it, you're like, oh like you just like be able to pick up on that now and be like "Mm, I don't want to keep feeling like that or keep going the way that I used to go or Mm. like that sort of thing yeah you get to take responsibility Mm, yeah Yeah. I love it um maybe we could talk about boundaries yes so what was like how did boundaries come up in your life? And then that's how you like worked on them. Um, I think actually it was like a few years ago. I think my new year's resolution was that if something's on my mind or I feel like something's a little bit off, I'm just going to speak my mind like every time, like I'm going to say something every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember it was like a few months later when I was still dancing um in the strip club one of the girls I was like talking to a customer for a little while this girl came over and like tried to steal him away from me which is like a huge no-no in the strip club Mm. and I just remember like walking straight up to her and I did it in such a really like powerful boss bitch way where it was just like like so powerful like I'm not okay with that like Mm. you know what you did was wrong like don't ever do that again but I did it in a way where I feel like I don't know maybe when I was younger it would have been like you're a bitch, rah, 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 just like yelling abuse at someone instead mm. of actually like setting a firm boundary. And I remember when I did that, it was in the back room in the changing room and there were a few other girls in there and everyone just went quiet and like was listening to the conversation. <laughs> and then she walked out and they were all like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like you handled that so well. Like I wish I could do that. And I was like, I didn't even know I had that in me because yeah. I would always be the girl that would just like tiptoe around and like, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't like conflict. It's easier just not to say anything. Mm. Um, but at that stage, I was really working and tapping into like my queen energy. Like the, if you think of like the queen energy, she's going to set really firm boundaries mm. and setting boundaries from a place of like, I respect myself so much that I'm going to let you know if you disrespect me and I don't care if that means that you no longer like me because I know that feeling respected is so much more powerful than being liked Mm, right exactly and now I always come back to that I'm like is it more important to feel liked by this person or more important to feel respected and respect just feels so much more like powerful yeah yeah I come back to that um 
And then learning like boundaries with dating and relationships as well. That was, um, took a little bit of practice. And I think just through all these little things, that's where I realized, and obviously working with my clients as well, like so many of them had struggles setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's where I began to um, teach more on it and put together my boundaries program. Yeah, that's what, um, when, like when having conversations with people, sometimes I would um, just, I would choose to not say something because I'm like, oh, like I don't want to deal with that. But also that was like disrespecting myself and my own voice and just like literally hurting myself by not saying, yeah, I'm thinking like my opinion's not worth it or my mm-hmm. words aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. So and I had that too, actually. That was childhood trauma of mine where I felt like my parents were quite dismissive. And if I had a problem, it would be like, be quiet, like go play outside. So I began to believe that my my thoughts or opinions well, my needs didn't matter mm-hmm. so for me it was really hard to express that in relationships because I would always be like well it doesn't matter like nobody cares what I have to say right so yeah. I had to do a lot of work to to get through that too yeah and even like the stigma of being the good girl and how mm-hmm. like, the good girl won't speak out the good girl will do what you're told and not make a scene like that sort of thing yeah that's the yeah 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 the energy that I also bring to boundaries is like I mean you don't really if you're a mother you could definitely understand this but even not being a mother you could imagine if you had like if you had a little girl and someone just suspected her boundaries like imagine someone doing something to your little girl and she's going stop it like please stop it and they keep doing it could like you wouldn't give a fuck what anyone thinks like the energy that you would bring to like putting Mm -hmm. that motherfucker in their place (laughs) and setting that boundary like you would not care Mm -hmm. how crazy I don't like using the word crazy but you wouldn't give a fuck how crazy people think you were you'd be like all over that shit so that's the energy that I like feel into when I'm setting my own boundaries it's like if someone was doing this to my like if I was a mum right now, I'm protecting my child. Like that's the energy you need to bring to protecting yourself. Yeah, that is. Like you're literally bring that forward to protect you. And then imagine yeah. how stronger it's going to be when you do have a child to protect. Yeah. It'll be like easy. <laughs> and animals in the wild have this. You see any mother with their baby and the mum's going to like do whatever she has to protect them, right? That's what we need with setting boundaries. I love that. And also love, like self-love as well, because when it comes to setting boundaries, I mean, it's hard for different reasons. Usually it comes down to believing that if we say no to them and yes to ourselves, we're no longer going to be loved. Mm. So it's about feeling into that part of yourself that's afraid of losing love from this person and loving that part of yourself and reminding yourself that you're not going anywhere and you always love yourself mm-hmm. by filling your own cup. Yeah. And when you show up from that place where your cup's already full, I mean, if you set a boundary, it's not necessarily that someone's going to walk away or they're going to leave your life or they're not going to like you anymore. Mm-hmm. It can happen sometimes, but then generally we don't really want those people in our lives anyway. Exactly. They will stick around. Um, but just in knowing that like, you could just let someone go and you're still going to remain perfect, whole and complete within yourself. Yeah. 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 It's like the setting of the boundary. It's sort of like a, not that tests are great, but it's like a test to see whether they're going to respect you or not. 
it's like you're putting that there and you're like this is where you need to meet me if not ciao (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and in dating I say all the time it's like we're scared that we um women are always like worried that they're going to scare someone away like scare a guy away and it's like well if you scare him away that's probably a good thing like do (laughs) is that the guy that you want to be with anyway if he's scared by your boundaries Mm. like scared away by your needs being too much like no let him go because there'll be another guy that's out there that can meet all of them yeah and we'll respect your boundaries too yeah oh I love that but and then all like every like boundaries and pleasure and dating and relationships all of that just comes back to you like Mm. you need to feel worthy and deserving and safe like and only you can give yourself that Mm -hmm. it all has to start with you yeah and the world that you create within yourself and how you're feeling internally that's going to reflect down to the world that you create in the physical realm yeah yeah Yeah. that's like I always yeah I always think about like how did I even get on this path of like self-discovery and like loving myself the self-love and that sort of stuff I'm like really grateful that I found it (laughs) yeah yeah it changes your life I know and that's why I'm like shout it out yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's amazing like most people I talk to now even if they're not coaches are really in this industry I feel like there's so much more awareness Mm. in our generation. Like things are changing quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I started like my journey, I wanted to be like drag my friends and my family, like get them all on board. But, and that was like a hard thing to realize is that you can't make someone do the work. And sometimes you cannot make your partner do it. You just got to like keep doing you. And they might be inspired and join you or you have to step away. But, yeah, you can't force it on anybody. Yeah. And the realisation that maybe, like, that's their path mm. to live. Yeah. <laughs> my sister was the same. I Like, my family, when I first started doing what I was doing, they would kind of make funny comments like, doesn't everyone just know how to have sex? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they just didn't get it. Like, nobody understood what I was doing and then one day my sister um she started sending me like all these quotes like inner child quotes and like stuff about inner child trauma um and explaining to me like she started like connecting the dots of like oh this happened when I was a child that's why this is happening in my marriage and like sending me books that she was reading and stuff and I was like do you know that this is what I do for work she's like oh I finally get it I know what you do now yeah I feel like that the same with my sister and she's gonna listen to this hi meal <laughs> like I was like trying to drag her and even like my other friends but now some of them are because it is so much more spoken about and more people have like that awareness and especially with like TikTok everyone is just scrolling and there's pages and pages of people talking about self-love and like everything that you can think of yeah. so I don't forget where I was going with that, but yeah. yeah. People don't like to be pushed as well. People don't like to be told what to do, but I feel like the transformation speaks for itself. Like mm. people that know you and who are close to you will see the transformation just in the way that you're showing up mm. and they'll be like, well, what have you been doing? Like I want some of this. Yeah. Right? yeah. Energy that you're putting out into the world. That's what motivates people. That's what inspires people. Yeah. 
um, do you have maybe like three tips to tapping into pleasure mm-hmm. or even like worthiness pleasure and worthiness they go hand in hand yeah. um worthiness is a little bit harder I think to tap into quickly it's more deeper work that I'll do like with my one-on-ones and in programs because you really want to tap back into like the inner child and recognize where a sense of unworthiness comes from because really worthiness is our natural state of being so it's not like how do I feel worthy it's actually the question is like why don't you feel worthy like let's start there Um, And that will just bring you back to your natural state of worthiness. But coming into pleasure, I think one thing that I love doing is dancing. So just putting on music and like not dancing in a performative way, but just really tuning into your body and asking your body how it wants to move and following your bliss, following what feels good to you. Um, That can really help to drop you out of your mind and back into your body really quickly. Um, for a lot of people, we live up in our heads. We're in a really like masculine structure, go, 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 do, do, do um, mindset. So even just doing work to bring your awareness back down into your body, which to begin with might just look like focusing your awareness um, on your heart space or your womb or your pussy and breathing there. And something that I love doing, um, that I've loved doing recently in my live meditations is even just focusing on the pleasure of breathing like something as simple that we're constantly doing breathing, even that can feel good. And if you take just like three to five minutes just to focus on your breath and focus on how good it feels, like every inhale during in fresh oxygen and every exhale, like the ah, surrender and letting go, that's so beautiful as well. Um, and one of my good friends, Anne, who I studied with, she, I love this idea and what she talks about is asking yourself just with like the simple mundane things that you do every day it's like how can I make this just 10% more pleasurable Mm. right so like in my house like next to me where I'm like speaking right now I've got like beautiful flowers like that's a little thing that I do for myself and add to my um, office that brings a little bit of more pleasure pleasure to what I'm doing um but that can look different for everybody yeah I know when I'm lunch time to go outside and sit in the sun do you want to take your shoes off and like put your feet on the grass like these little tiny things just make it 10% more pleasurable can change the whole directory of your life yeah but doing the dishes has been my painful part of moving out so now speakers <laughs> on like <laughs> speakers on I'm dancing and then just being like how cool is it that I get to wash my own dishes like I have all these things yeah. to clean <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I own this. I own this. These are mine. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, I think another thing is like, and I know this um, might not apply for everybody, but if you have the money, I strongly believe in delegating tasks. Mm. So when I first started my business, I like, and I still appreciate that I did this because I understand the back end of like building websites and all the nitty gritty tech stuff. But now if I have to update something, I'm like, not doing that like someone else can do that like anything that I don't enjoy doing someone else is doing it for me like ask for help yeah whether that's delegating tasks and getting someone to pay for it or if you just ask a friend to come and help you with something that you need like things that you're struggling with don't have to be a struggle you can get other people to help even with like the grocery shopping like I'm loving the 
click and collect. Like when they bring it to yeah. you, I'm like, yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Make everything easy. Mm. Yeah. That's a value. I'm like, I just love everything in my life to be so comfortable and easy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Audio groceries online. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that to me. <laughs> and then you buy all the stuff that you don't need anyway <laughs> oh yeah it's you either win or you lose with that you either get everything <laughs> and more or not enough because you've double checked your list and been like no <laughs> <laughs> so true um maybe like the last question is what would you tell yourself maybe three years ago like what do you think she needed to hear Three years ago. Three years ago, I was like in the beginning of my business mm. and starting a new business is a challenge. <laughs> the ups and downs, the roller coasters. I wish I could just go back and tell myself like, hang in there. You're going to be so fucking successful and it's all going to be worth it. I'm taking that now because I'm like, oh, I'm trying to do all the things and it's just draining and then I keep procrastinating, but I'm like, no, you need to do it. I just wish I didn't let the down moments affect me so much. Like when things weren't going my way, there were some times where I was just like, I can't do this. Like it's never going to work. I'm a failure. I want to give up. Like I'm going to run out of money. Like all these things would come up. And now I'm like, I stress myself out for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The success is always coming. Our success is inevitable. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> right. Do you want to tell the people what you're offering and where to find you? Yeah. So right now I have an offer called 40 Days and 40 Nights, which I'm so excited about. Mm. It's it's so jam-packed. I actually can't believe the value in this. So it's 40 Days, 40 Nights. Um, it's basically I've labeled it as like a self-love affair. So 40 Days of Being Your Own Best Lover. Um, And all the work is focused on self-love and worthiness and pleasure, um, manifestation, all the good stuff that we've been talking about. And other guest experts coming on. There's so many freebies. I get free access to my my three most popular masterclasses, um, free access to The Spark, which was a dating and relationship program I recently finished. yeah it's gonna be so good I can't wait so you can find that on my website which is astymarie.com and my instagram is asti.marie spelled a-s-t-i dot m-a-double-e yay thank you for coming on I'm so excited for people to listen to this and get to know you which will be this was such a good chat thank you for having me on that's all right thank you Yay, that was so much fun. Thank you so much, Asti, for coming on. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and make sure you follow Asti. And, yeah, have a great day or night. And, yeah, ciao.